Cheryl A. Rice is the author of Love's Compass, My Minnesota Boyhood, and co-author with Guy Reed of Until the Words Came. A Best of Net nominee, Rice is also the host and founder of the now-defunct Sylvia Plath Bake Off, perhaps the world's first combination poetry reading and baked good competition. On April 17, 2015, Cheryl read her poem, Coins, at the UAG Gallery on Lark Street as part of the Albany Word Fest. In our conversation, we talk about that poem, whether family plays a role in her writing, how life experiences shape art, and her time running that event. When I was a kid, my Uncle Hun was in the Navy. There was a lull in Vietnam, and he was nowhere near the action, but still, he saw quite a bit of the world, at least the ports, and at least some places where money was exchanged. He sent me a letter and a collection of coins from around the world, taped to an envelope-sized piece of cardboard, and carefully labeled with the names of the countries they came from and what they were called, Spanish peso, Greek drachma, Italian lira. I still have the coins all these years later, but at some point I separated them from the cardboard, maybe wanting to feel them in my hands like the people in those other countries did. Now we have euros, and many of those same countries use a single coin. I have those too. I think of those first coins as the seeds of my informal collection. I've added others as I've spotted them in cash register drawers over my long and varied career in retail. As Sacagawea came and went, I kept those too. And poor Susan B. Anthony, victim in her lifetime and afterwards of poor design. <laughs> I have a glass jar filled with coins that will only confuse the clerks and stewards. They can barely count change back in American coins as it is. I myself purchased coffee and gas with a debit card, saved my quarters and bills for the toll takers on the bridge. There's a wealth in my coin collection beyond its monetary value, of course. I will never travel as far as Uncle Hun, who is no longer technically an uncle, his travels having taken him beyond my family, beyond my aunt he married, to a Florida and a steamy afterlife I am no part of. It took me until the age of 51 to even get a passport. It was for work, five days in Costa Rica, howler monkeys for alarm clocks, and first-degree burns on my back. My European skin no match for the tropical sun. I may go to Canada. Toronto looks like fun. I don't see myself crossing either ocean. I hate flying. And boats? After the Lusitania, who can trust boats? <laughs> if wanderlust should strike, I'll pull out my coin jar, let the euros fall through my fingers, transporting me to a time when a whole world was contained on a single piece of cardboard. I, had, I have a lot of ex-uncles. This is one of my ex-uncles who was an uncle when I was growing up, and he was in the Navy. He didn't see action, but he sent me this card the size of a business envelope, just a piece of cardboard with all these coins he'd collected around the world. I don't know what um, inspired him to do that, maybe because I was a bright kid and he just thought I would appreciate it. We got along really well. I guess we still would if he wasn't a Trumpy, but... Uh, it's uh, that it's really that simple and uh, and maybe missing him and missing that relationship. And I still collect coins, but it's only what I've run across in my in my retail careers. I'll throw it in a jar. I have a whole jar of coins, but really um, that it was as simple as that. 
I asked Cheryl if family is a theme or influence in her writing, and has it been over the years? There's a lot I'm, I've become more and more reluctant to even talk about or explore. I think when you're younger, you work with the experiences you have, and your experiences are in childhood and, and adolescence and young adulthood. Um, now I, I have my own experiences. Not that I feel like I'm coming to the finish line, but um, the things I want to write about now are, are in my own adult life, my adult adventures. Um, my parents, uh, I don't want to talk about them much anymore. You know, I, it, it's, there comes a point where it's, it, it, there's just no point to it. I, I figure things out on my own. I'm not going to brutalize them or try to tear them apart for what they are. Their, their humanity has become more apparent to me. So, uh, there's no, there's no point in it. I, it, there, I have my own experiences and my own decisions and, uh, it's it, family's always there, but it's it's less and le I'm less and less uh, inclined to. I don't want to say dirty laundry, but I'm less and less inclined to to use them as a jumping off point. I have things I I want to finish up before I'm done, in my own experiences. And what are those experiences that she's writing about as an adult? I have a. I've long had a, a novella, novel, whatever, memoir I've been working on about um, my, my uh, I got married when I was 19 and moved out when I was 25, surreptitiously moved out. And in between, experienced some physical abuse, although I minimize it in my mind because he was physically so much smaller than me. But nevertheless, you know, he was domineering. He was jealous. He was violent. I got two black eyes, so he, he did enough that way. And that whole experience, why I got into that and how I got out and how it, you know, it, it affected me in, in a lot of ways that are probably similar to PTSD. I have my whole year in Albany I've written a little bit about, but that might, that might come into play a, a little bit more. But I have these chunks of my life I want to document. It, it's funny because how settled things have been the last 15 or 20 years. I don't feel like I have a big drama to, to write down. Um, but those two periods of one year in Albany and then maybe the five or six years during that, it, it wasn't a marriage. It was legally a marriage, but uh, it was uh, me fighting to find myself as well as fighting to get out of that relationship and get on more solid ground. It made me who I am today, but wasn't the easiest way to do it. For over a decade, Cheryl hosted the Sylvia Plath Bake Off. Among various reasons, she had to end the annual event due to pending legal action from Pillsbury. I asked her to talk more about the genesis of the reading and how it was received. The original impetus was when I was living in Albany, I was hosting an open mic at Air Studio once a month, and I thought I would come up with a, a theme once a month, just as an extra draw, just just for a little more attention. Like one month, it was Howard Stern versus uh, Rush Limbaugh. I, you know, just things off off the top of my head. And the Sylvia Plath Bake Off, because Sylvia passed in February of 63. So I tried to tie that in with Valentine's and just something along those lines. But that in and of itself, that was like the only theme that actually had an afterlife after I stopped doing once a month at the air studio and it, it got to be very very big it also was never disrespectful um 
and uh, I oh also her family was a, a bit litigious in terms of uh, the rights use I never used her stuff but people would write odes to her and in, in the voice of and you know along the lines of some of her favorite topics um, like that that horrific biopic Sylvia they couldn't they never got the rights to use Sylvia or Ted Hughes's work so they quote Shakespeare to each other which is just <laughs> absurd but ultimately I, I I number one I couldn't find a venue big enough I think the last one I did at the Unitarian in Kingston and uh, somebody forgot to open the door for me somebody forgot to come and unlock the door so I had like 50 people out in the cold in February and nowhere to go mm -hmm. um, also when you got when you get to a certain age it's it's, it's not funny anymore it's right. just not I uh, you know she was 30 31 and now I'm going to be 61 tomorrow I you know I I not that I have as deep mental situation as she had but you go through all that stuff and you understand that agony and like I said nobody came and made fun of Sylvia they made fun of the tropes they made fun of the uh we had a Barbie dolls in marzipan or you know cake shaped like ovens and mm -hmm. marzipan embryos so all the everybody touched on every theme but uh nobody came in disrespectfully about sylvia and her work cheryl's poems have appeared in such anthologies as riverine for enid with love and a slant of light as well as in the baltimore review chronogram home planet news and the temple rice has been featured and venues from New York City to Troy for many years. Her random writing poetry workshops have gathered throughout the Hudson Valley, where she has made her home for the last 40-odd years. For Hudson Mohawk Magazine, I'm Tom Francis.